0: to all of you post-apocalyptic mother-grabbers. Welcome back to another episode of Red Movie-Rama. And man, do we have a weird but really fun one for you this time. We're talking about the Italian rip-off movie... Exterminators from the
1: year 3000. Oh, boy, that's gonna be a good one. Hey,
0: hey, hey, uh, wait, wait a minute. Who, who is that? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, hey, man, who are you? Oh, I'm just a little guy likes to tickle the ivories. My name is Randy Newman. Randy Newman? Yeah, boy, and I so do love him bad movies, boy. Hold, hold on. Randy Newman, like Toy Story, Randy Newman. Yeah, it's not my proudest moment, but yeah, that's who we're talking about, boy. Wow, this is mind-blowing. I, I can't believe we've got Randy Newman on our show. Yeah, I'm still not buying it there, Skippy. Uh, I don't I don't believe him. Well, just check this out. I feel a stone coming on. Hit it, Charlie. Oh, boy, that's sounding good right there. Hey. Don't tie your shoe, don't rock the boat Don't close your eyes and kiss the goat Got a show for you, you can't go wrong Shell some peas and bang a gong, bang on And shuck a cone Oh, we're cooking now, boy Like cannonball, gonna start it right With Chuck Norris and Texas Dynamite Kill a whale from outer space and intestines pop right out of your face Kung Fu flicks and giant rats John Saxon with a baseball bat And if you like a podcast, it's my favorite show And I'm getting paid to say this so everyone should know Because it's rad, it's rad, movie-rommel It's rad, rad, movie-rommel one more time, it's rad, rad, movie-rama. Yeah, boy, it's rad, movie-rama. So, what'd you think about that? Well, yeah, I guess you're uh, that guy that writes those crappy songs. Yeah, man, that's, that's awesome. So, you gonna stick around and go through this movie with oh, us? Oh, boy, I so want to, because this movie is all about some bars and cars and naked women. But, you know what? I, I don't think you're here for the right movie yeah i don't know there studley i that's pretty much every movie we've had so far so he's probably not far off oh i'm sorry i thought we was doing caligula (laughs) yeah i don't think we'll be doing that one on this show yeah i've never heard of it you've never heard of any of these well i'll tell you hot shot you can go ahead and tell me what this movie's about and i'll see if i'll stick around
1: you heard him rick take it away Exterminators in the Year 3000, also known as Exterminators of the Year 3000, is a 1983 sci-fi action film directed by Giuliano Carnemillo. Two men, a woman, and a bionic boy fight bikers for water. In a futuristic wasteland Starring Robert Iannucci As Alien He's a renegade tough boy Who's loving every minute of it Alicia Moro As Trash She's a hot Italian girl Named Trash Luca Venantini As Tommy He has a hamster in his pocket And he's not afraid to use it Fred Harris as Crazy Bull. A big tough guy who wants some water and loves his mommy. And an ensemble of other people with sand in their shorts. Back to you, Rick. So when this movie kicks off... We're in a post-apocalyptic
0: wasteland. So, uh, what what does that look like? I think it's an old Sonic drive-in. Yeah, yeah, that's close, Randy. It's it's a desert. And, uh, we're following two guys who I think are renegade cops. And they're driving an old beat-up cop car, and it looks like it came from 1963. And uh, one cop is just sitting there drinking out of a cantina, and the other one's sitting there in the driver's seat with a helmet on. Okay, hold on. Time out. I mean, I've already got a question there, Skippy. Oh, boy. Uh, it's the year 3000, right? Yep. And these guys are driving a car from the 1960s? Yeah. So these guys, uh, this car is like 1,400 years old? That's true. Uh, did anybody think this through? You have to remember, this is an Italian knockoff movie, so there is no logic. Okay, I guess we can play with that. Uh, so this cop wearing a helmet, uh... Why? I mean, he's just driving the car, right? Yeah, and I don't know, and I don't care because the other cop is wearing a half a pair of shades. I mean, like the lenses broke out of one side. Oh, I'm betting they must be some Foster Grants. Those are worth holding on to, even if they're broke. Foster... Foster Grants? Ray-Bans, maybe. Not Foster Grants. Anyways, the guys pull over on the side of the road, and they get out to look at this abandoned car. And they're up to no good. And just out of nowhere, they see another car coming at them, and it's a 1973 Mercury Montego. Oh, now that's a real nice car right there, boy. And it's got all kinds of, like, external armor welded onto it, like a battle car. All right, you got my attention, Skippy. Yeah, and this car is trying to run over the cops, and he hits the guy in the helmet, and it throws him in the air, and he lands on the ground and hits his head on a rock. Ah, so I'm guessing this, uh, this cop must have been like Nostradamus or something. He, uh... He must have known he was going to hit his head on that rock. Uh, that's why he wore the helmet. Yeah, you, you have to admit that's pretty convenient. But, uh, but now the car is chasing the other bad cop. And uh, out of nowhere, the car stops, and the sunroof opens up, and then... Uh, yeah pop's alien uh, oh no no is this another alien movie it's gonna be like that big blue-headed guy in that other movie we watched no he's just a dude but his, his name is alien and uh he looks like the lead singer of Loverboy. who in their right mind would name somebody alien yeah I, I don't know but uh i'm sure he had a rough childhood i wrote a song about him back in the day, it's called i love El alien hey randy stick with the songwriting because your jokes suck. Hey, take it easy on Randy. I mean, he's he's our guest here. Uh, back to the story. Uh, after he beats up the cop, he checks out the cop car that they were in and there's a big pressure container in the back seat and it's full of water gee that's uh that's exciting yeah but you gotta understand there is no water this is like super rare to even have any nice try skippy but your body is like 32 percent water or something so you have to have water to survive and you see in this story people are not surviving because there's not any water you're getting to the point but anyways while he's occupied with drinking the water somebody gets in his car which is called the exterminator. exterminator They get in it and take off with it and steal it. Oh boy, it's about to get interesting! So this must be like some kind of special car, I guess. If the if the title of the movie is the name of the car, boy, I bet it's got all kinds of flashing lights and red buttons and TV screens. Yeah, man, it's got all that and a whole lot more. Ah, so uh, this guy must be pretty ticked off that somebody stole it, then, huh? Yeah, and he starts chasing after it. And when he gets up close to it. He, uh, pulls out a shotgun and starts shooting at it. Well, ho, ho, that doesn't really sound like you care about that car, then. I guess when you're out in the desert, a lot of things just don't make sense. Car chases. I freaking love them. Uh, Another quick question, Skippy. Uh, how do these people know how to drive? And where do you find gas for a car that's over a thousand years old? Uh, Here's what you gotta realize. Here's the thing. It's kind of like Randy here. It doesn't make any sense. And if you try to make it make sense, you'll have questions like this the whole time. So I just suggest you think about it like a little kid would, and don't worry about it. Don't worry about the hows and the whys. But to answer your question, these people are really good drivers, and it's a pretty good car chase till Alien crashes the cop car into a building. Oh, wait. Yeah, wait. Uh, You told me not to ask any more questions, but how is there a a building? I mean, if there was a nuclear fallout, wouldn't it be like completely destroyed you know what that's a great question because i didn't think about that but anyways alien is now stranded upside down in the car and he's stuck and he can't get out and then we cut to another civilization where there's a young boy playing with a hamster and it looks like it was a fallout shelter from the blast and it's built into the side or at the mouth of a cave and it looks like the majority of these people live inside the cave where they're growing lots of plants. They got like a greenhouse and stuff in there. Well, now, that brings up another problem, Skippy. Don't greenhouses need sunlight? I mean, there's no sunlight in a cave. I, maybe they pump the sunshine in there from like a shop vac or something. Yeah, keep uh, keep dreaming there, buddy. Well, I didn't say they were successful in growing plants, but uh, they're starting to lose the other vegetation because they don't have any water. And the boy that was out front, his dad ran out to get water, and he's never returned. So there's this other guy named John, and he wants to go out and help find water. And the little boy, whose name is Tommy, wants to go with him. Oh, boy, boy, that could be fun. I could sing some duets together. I would think it's probably too dangerous for a little boy to be out with his hamster. Hey, that's exactly what John tells him. But then uh, John gets ready, and they give him a tanker truck in case he finds some water, and they give him an armed crew to follow in another vehicle. And he just takes off into the desert. And uh, we find out that later on that... uh Tommy's hiding in the back of the truck. Well, that sneaky little weasel, we we can already tell this kid's going to be trouble. Maybe they can keep him occupied with like a DVD of like Monsters, Inc. or something. Uh, That's a good idea, but there's not time for that because uh, right after they get going, the uh, Aqua crew finds out they're being chased, and it's a bunch of water pirates. Water Pirates? Yeah, and they're in a bunch of old beat-up cars and motorcycles, and their outfits have spikes and shoulder pads and mohawks and makeup on their face. Oh, so the, they must be fans of that wrestling team, the the, the Road Warriors, you know, uh, Hawk and Animal. Me and Mom used to watch them back at the naval base all the time. Real tough guys, like Mark Allison. Mark Allison? You know about the eclectic dyslexic? You darn tootin', Mom's a big fan of Secret Lair. Well, if anybody's listening and enjoying this show, they need to listen to the Secret Lair. But anyways, it's funny that you say the Road Warriors, because that's exactly what we're ripping off here. What, WCW Wrestling? No, the, the movie. Oh, I thought I saw this and another movie. I think it had Neil Carter in it. Oh, give me a break. A- anyways, we've got some real good action here. And uh, there's bombs blowing up people and getting flipped off of cars and explosions. Cool stuff. So these uh, pirates, do they stop the tanker? Yeah, they do. And they pull John out of the truck and they start beating him up pretty bad. And they're trying to get some answers out of him like, where's the water? So these water pirates, do they have like a leader? Yeah, they do. His name is Crazy Bull. And he's kind of a big moron with face paint Ah. and tries to be a tough guy, but he's really bad at using foul language. Mm. He says mother grabber a okay. lot. Okay, hold on. We can't have a show with that kind of language in it. We got to keep it PG. Mom is listening. Well, okay then. But anyways, they're still beating up John. And when he doesn't give them the answer they want, this lady named Shadow comes up with a glove. And it has, like, Wolverine claws on it. And it stabs John right in the neck. Oh, she sounds terrible. Yeah, it kills him right on the spot. Yeah, I thought she's going to take his head off and we're going to see some brains in there. All right, Skippy, we need to go back to start doing, like, the sex movies because this guy's just too much. Yeah, he, he gets excited. So what about uh, Tommy Boy? What happens to him? Well, he escapes and he's just kind of walking out the desert and he finds an old abandoned car and deep inside the car he finds a harmonica and then he starts playing it like he's Ray Charles. Oh, I love that song that he did called Goody Two Shoes. Yeah, I, I don't, think that's the right song, but they do say that uh, music does soothe the soul. That's what Lemmy says anyways. Yeah, and uh, but while he's walking away playing his harmonica, he hears a noise, and uh, he finds Alien flipped upside down in the police car. jeez saw this in the same day? How long's he been out there? Yeah, we have no idea, but he wants the boy to give him the car jack out of the back of the car, so he can jack up the car and be able to squeeze his way out of there. And the kid wants to make a deal. I'll give you the jack if you'll help me find another tanker so I can get some water. And I'll continue my quest to get water for the town. Oh, I, I like this kid. He's smart. It sure is. So he helps Alien out. And Alien uh, gets a drink of water that Tommy has in his cantina. And then basically tells Tommy to, you know, go... Screw himself. Uh, Holy crackers, this alien guy's kind of a terrible guy. Maybe he just don't like short people. Well, he is kind of an a-hole, but uh, I kind of like it. So now Tommy is following Alien across the desert, and he finally convinces him to help him get the water and take it back to the community, and Alien thinks, hey, if I do this, maybe I'll get rewarded. Well, I guess you take whatever help you can get, Skippy. Yeah, and then out of nowhere, here comes Crazy Bull and all his crazy pirate people again. Oh boy, I bet we're going to have another rumble, boy. Yeah, because Crazy Bull absolutely hates Alien and says that Alien stole the the exterminator. From him, and he wants it back. Oh, hey, he's kind of like that space guy, that guy in that space movie where he makes the Kessel Run. Out of space, all over the place. Space is the place for space, man. Yeah, a little more cheese there, please. Yeah, and while this is going on, Crazy Bull finds out that, uh, that they're looking for water. Uh-oh, it sounds like uh, old Crazy Bull here is going to probably rough him up. Yeah, he starts laying into Alien pretty heavily here, and then Alien's like, look. If you'll give me a motorcycle and let me get on out of here, I'll tell you where the water is. Oh, man, this guy's a class A bunghole. Yeah, he is. And and Crazy Bull's just dumb enough to give him a bike. And he says, okay, tell me where the water is. He's like, ask the kid. I don't know. I'm Splitsville. Wow. This guy's like slime. He's a terrible guy. Yeah, he leaves Tommy there, and then Crazy Bull starts questioning Tommy, and uh, Tommy won't give him any answers. So, they take Tommy's arms and tie him to two different motorcycles, and they uh, have a tug-of-war with him. What? 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 That's. This is insane. You don't do that to a kid. Yeah, Crazy Bull does that, and then uh, during the tug-of-war, they rip one of the boys' arms off. You know what? I don't even want to hear this. This is just terrible. Well, the good thing about it is, even with his arm missing, he can still play his harmonica. Yeah, that's great, Randy. Hey, never mind the blood shooting out of my my body over here, of my torso, but hey, listen to this harmonica solo. (laughs) Well... The cool thing about it is uh, when all this is happening, they're still dragging Tommy behind one of the bikes. Then out of nowhere, here comes Alien, and he throws some kind of crazy grappling device, and it cuts the motorcycle driver's head off. Oh, I heard about this. This is another movie. It's about the curse of the headless motorcycle driver. Yeah, and it was followed up with the movie called The, the Brainless Piano Player. As well. Play nice. Okay, this is uh, just plain weird. You can't be serious that you like this garbage. Love with a capital L. And uh, so now we got Alien duct taping Tommy's arm back on. And he tells him that, uh, hey, I know a mechanic and maybe he can fix you up. So we get another montage of them walking across the desert. And in the background, we get the best music that a Casio keyboard for $200 can buy. Oh, I like those Casios, boy. Yeah, and they finally make it to the mechanics, and he's working on a car. And guess which car it is? I'm guessing the Exterminator? You are correct, sir. Yeah, so how does this guy get it? Well, we don't really know. But that's going to be super convenient when it's time to leave. It sure is, because that's how these movies work. So the mechanic starts working on Tommy's arm, and he wants to give him something to sedate him, so he gives him a beer. Ah, well, great. Now we're giving alcohol to minors. You know, he could go to jail for that, you know. Yeah, I know that, but probably not in this movie. Well, uh, the mechanic's working on the kid, and Alien goes out to sit in his car for some reason, and uh, there's somebody in the back seat, and they put a gun to Alien's head and make him get out of the car. And it turns out to be his old flame, and she's still very upset with him. Well, I can see why. This guy's a grade-A butthole. Yeah, and uh, she's an Italian hottie, and her name is Trash. Uh, Did they let somebody with a stroke pick the names for these people in this movie? I mean, who names a lady Trash? Well, I think the mechanic did. I think it's her dad. Anyways, back inside, Tommy's drank a six-pack by now and dude is still working on his arm. It's no surprise, but this movie just gets weirder by the minute. Yeah, and Tommy's drunker than Cooter Brown and he starts picking up things and testing out his new arm and he's got like superhuman strength now in that one arm. Oh, so is this the part where they jump in a semi and they go around and he wins arm wrestling contests? No, that, that doesn't happen. But what does happen is Tommy tells Trash where the water is, and his arm is not totally controllable yet, so Tommy's going to stay there with the mechanic, and Trash and Alien are going to go get the water together. Oh boy, I can already tell this is uh not going to go well. Yep, you're exactly right, because uh, when they get close to where the location of the water is, they pull over on the side of the road, and Alien's driving his car, and Trash is driving the tanker truck, and Alien comes around and basically pulls her out of the truck and acts like he's going to take off in it because he wants to go get the water and start selling it for a profit and not give it to the kid. Uh, And she's not going for it. So uh, she's done something to the truck that it won't let him take off in it. Well, who would have thought that a girl named Trash could be so smart? Yeah, so they work out their differences and get back to business as usual, and they get to the location where the water is, and it just looks like a big abandoned warehouse. And they try to go in, and uh, the the door is locked. Okay, I'm going to pretend everything you just said made sense. So uh, it looks like uh, they're stuck now. Well, you would think that, but then Trash pulls out an ultrasonic key. So what does that mean? Yeah, don't really know, but apparently you can open any lock with it. Yeah, I'm thinking they just made that up. Yep, you're the bright one. So uh, they get inside, and they see uh, a well over here, a well drill. And it's like plunging into the ground and pulling up the water... An alien says there's more water there than they could even imagine, and they're going to be rich. And then the door seals behind them, and they get attacked by a bunch of dudes with buckets on their heads, like some kind of hazmat suits or something. Yeah, because drilling for water is hazardous. Uh, I don't get the importance of having the suits. Well, this is a little movie 101 for you. This is a tactic they use a lot. You throw a guy in a suit, and you can't truly identify him, and uh, that way you can pay him a lower wage. And uh, that's how you save money in these kind of movies. Plus, it plays into the idea of these people being like misfigured due to nuclear fallout. Ah, I get you. Yeah, so after a series of booby traps and dudes with buckets on their heads fighting, uh, Alien seems to. Kill all of them, and even sets one of them on fire. You know, it's weird that we base this whole movie around an a-hole who has no respect for life. Yeah, he's kind of what we call the anti-hero, and it's a pretty popular theme in these movies. But uh, they found the water, and it's in this little tank, and the two of them start acting like eight years old in a little kiddie pool and start splashing each other and laughing. It's, oh, uh... Geesh. Yeah, it's pretty weird. Well, I'm glad you're finally admitting it. We haven't had a not-weird movie yet. When are we going to cover Gone with the Wind? Mom loves that movie. Yeah, it may be a while on that one. But you'll probably like this part, though. Uh, Trash decides to to lure Alien in close and make a move on him like she's wanting to get it on.
1: Yeah, that's hot!
0: And she's kissing him, and then she pulls out that ultrasonic key and hits Alien right in the neck with it and then knocks him out. And That's what I'm talking about, lady power. Yeah, and when he wakes up, the water is gone, the tanker truck is gone, and she's even flattened the tire on the Alien's car. Ah, well, once again, Studley, this brings up a a million-dollar question. How do you have a spare tire for a 1,400-year-old car? Yeah, maybe that's what Trash was thinking, too. But uh, Alien gets out there, and he gets mad, and he calls her a clever little beaver. And he gets in his car and uh, pushes a series of buttons, and the tire reinflates itself. Oh, come on now. That's, that's got to be the dumbest thing we've heard so far. Well, there's a lot of movies still left, so don't get your hopes up. So uh, Alien takes off in the car and chases after her, and not far down the road, Trash is heading back his direction. And it turns out that Crazy Bull and his crazy bunch are chasing after her, and Alien says, Hey, you go on back. I'll take care of Crazy Bull. Oh, well, now, at least he's he's finally doing something noble here. Yeah, yes. He is. And so, uh, Crazy Bull sees Alien in the Exterminator, and then he also sees the uh, tanker driving off. And uh, the girl with the Wolverine glove, Shadow, says... I'm going to go chase after the tanker. Oh, boy. I can sure see where this is going now. Yeah, and we get some pretty good action here. We got Alien doing all kinds of like a crash-up derby against Crazy Bull and his guys, and the exterminator is like launching rockets and blowing people up, and bodies are flying everywhere, and motorcycles are blowing up and falling to the ground, and, you know, it's pretty awesome stuff ah this this must be uh where they spent their budget then there skippy yeah and while this is going on we cut away to see uh trash driving the tinker truck and uh shadow is chasing after on the back of a motorcycle and uh they get up beside the truck and they shoot one of the tires out and it makes it crash I guess you'd say Trash is going to crash. Yeah, now Trash is on foot, and uh, the dude driving the motorcycle uh, takes off after and chases her up a hill and uh, starts beating her with a chain. Damn. Beating her with... Oh, my gosh. They're going to beat her to death. Yeah, and then Shadow comes up to her, and right when she's ready to kill her with the glove, out of nowhere comes up another semi-truck, and it pulls over on the side of the road, and Tommy jumps out, and he grabs a rock, and he throws it, and it hits the motorcycle driver right in the head, and it kills him from, like, 400 yards away! Yeah, uh, you know what? Uh, I stand corrected. This movie gets dumber by the minute. Yeah, it kinda does, but it sure is a lot of fun. So is the uh, the kid driving the semi? No, it's the mechanic, and he's running behind Tommy, but uh, they both run up and trashes in the arms of... The Wolverine lady now <laughs> with the glove and she's got it at her throat and she tells the boy to put the rock down or she's going to kill trash. Yeah, I, I say Tommy put the rock down, maybe we can have us a good cat fight. Yow yow yow. Yep. We are losing downloads as we speak. <laughs> yeah, Randy, you know, not a bad idea, but uh, what does happen is the mechanic is standing there beside Tommy and he pulls out a mirror out of his pocket and he flashes it in the Wolverine lady's eyes and that way trash can get away. And then uh, the Wolverine lady so angry that she goes and stabs the mechanic instead. Oh, no. You know, I, I kind of like that guy, except the fact that he was, you know, giving alcohols to minors and stuff like that. Yeah, you know, compared to most people in this movie, movie, he was a pretty good guy. But uh, Trash ends up paying Shadow Woman Wolverine Lady back, though, by strangling her to death. Man, this movie's getting more violent, too, as we go along. That came out of nowhere. Yeah, and now that the mechanic's dead, Tommy's tells Trash that Hey, maybe we should go back and try to help Alien out now. Uh, hold on. Ho, ho. Wait, wait. We're just gonna leave the mechanic's body out here in the desert? I mean, shouldn't they at least... Put him in the semi and take him back home for a proper burial or something? I guess they just didn't have time to think about anything like that. So uh, they leave the tanker behind because it's got a flat tire. And uh, while they're driving off, you see Shadow's hand coming up. And it opens up the spout on the back of the tanker. And it's just letting all the water out. Ah, so uh, she's not dead yet then. Uh, Not yet, but she's almost a goner. Well, so what about Alien? Is he making it all right? Well... He's actually in pretty bad shape. His car is stuck in the mud, and Crazy Bull and his team have surrounded him, and they're just driving circles around him and just blasting his car. And then Trash gets the semi-truck stuck as well. But apparently they climb on on top of a mountain, and Tommy starts uh, lighting dynamite and throwing it about a half a mile away and just accurately blowing up people, like all of Crazy Bull's people. Okay, Studley, I'm going to try to not sound sarcastic here. Uh, boy... He must really be a math wizard to figure out the time of lighting the fuse and the distance of the throw to accurately hit somebody and blow him up with dynamite. Uh, maybe this is just a bunch, a bunch of, malarkey. of malarkey. All right, again, you're, you're getting hung up on the details. Okay, uh, let me ask to clarify. Is he just like, you know, loosely throwing them just in the vicinity of people and like because of the aftershock it's blowing people up and stuff like that? Uh, oh, no, he's, uh, specifically hitting targets. Yep, it's malarkey. Look at these guys, with their magic shoes, floating around, angel dust. Get real. I have to say, this guy sounds like he's 100% a fruit Loop. Speak for yourself, Chubby. Uh, hey, now, come on, Aswell, don't don't be so mean. Uh, but out of all this, we're just getting down to Crazy Bull and Alien. And you know where that's going to lead us? That's right. Straight into Movie Fight night, 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 night. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the only show that you need for all of your action and excitement. It's right here at Movie fight nights welcome everyone i'm your host doc egan and i'm here with my friend that knows a little bit more than the law will allow jimmy the claw how's it going jimmy hey doc it's good to be back with you here on the show And I can't wait to see what kind of action we got lining up this time, brother. Well, you know, Jim, we are no strangers to locations like this. This is the second fight that we've had out in the middle of a desert. But at least they got us a pop-up tent this time. And I learned from the last mistake. I brought me a pastrami sandwich and some country-time lemonade. Yes, sir, that surely should hit the spot. Speaking of hitting the spot, this action we've got today is based off of a rumble over a car, from what I hear. That's right, Doc. Uh, Both men claim to have ownership of it, and uh, they're wanting to settle this score. Right here uh, in front of this crowd. Well, you know what? This must really be some kind of special vehicle, though, to, to put your life on the line like this. It's a Mercury Montego, Doc. A Mercury Montego. <laughs> Okay, didn't see that coming. Yeah, and right now the guy that they call Alien is driving that car, and he's facing off against Crazy Bull, who is now in a stripped-down ice cream delivery truck, it looks like. Wow, well, it seems like these guys are doing the best they can under the circumstances. Well, they do live in a desert dock. And there's the bell, and uh, Louis de Blue is going to get this thing started.
1: Yo, Yo gentlemen, you, stop your, your f***ing, f-ing engine. engine.
0: Those motors are purring like kittens. Listen to them run. Yeah, and look at that smoke bellowing out the back, man. We'd be killing the ozone layer if there was one at this point. Yeah, I have to say, Jimmy, it looks like uh, from the, the standpoint of these vehicles that the alien has an upper hand here. And he's charging right at the milk truck now. Oh, and he just slammed into it. Causing the driver of the other car to completely bust out the windshield with his head. Yeah, and it looks like uh, Crazy Bull just fell out on the ground. That's one thing you learn when you're a tyrant is to uh, let someone else drive so you can command from above. Yes, indeed, Jim. And it looks like Alien is just sitting back and waiting for the surprise attack. He knows something is coming. Oh, and there it is. Crazy Bull is jumping on the hood of the car. Yeah, and he's a good-sized fellow there, Doc. He's a, he's a monster. Yeah, and he's climbing up on the hood and... Alien better get out of there. Oh, he has cranked up the car and taking off. And now Crazy Bull is standing on the hood, trying to stab through the windshield and kill Alien while he's driving down the road. You know, Doc, I don't think the big guy has thought this through. If he kills the guy driving the car, the car can land on top of Crazy Bull and squish him like a tomato. Couldn't agree with you more, Jim, on that one. Ah! Oh, and Alien has made a sharp turn to the left, and it slings Crazy Bull off the top of the uh. car. Well, Alien had a good plan there, but uh, when he did that, it threw him off the road, and now his car is stuck in the gravel. Alien, I'm gonna make you wish you'd never been born. Look, Alien's popped out of the sunroof. Look, Crazy Bull is rushing the car now. Not smart, not smart. I don't know if he's gonna make it there, Jim. Holy crap. I can't believe it, folks, but Alien has just put a bullet right through Crazy Bull's brain pan. I did not expect it to end like this at all, Doc. Even the crowd is shocked at this point. Well, I'll tell you one thing. I know that this uh, group of water pirates are going to need a new boss, and, uh, you know, I think I'm the guy for the job. Well, Jim, you would be a great tyrant, that's for sure. So, uh, whatever floats your boat, buddy. Yeah, I gotta jump on this quick. Well, folks, that's it for us. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of Movie Fight Night. Well, that was pretty anticlimactic. I hate to ask, but uh, what are they going to do now? Well, they all three go back to the tanker and they realize that all the water has been drained out and they decide to travel back to the place where they stole the water earlier and get another load. Yeah, they're getting a load, all right. No, I think it's a good idea because they beat up all those people with the cans and the bows on the head with the flamethrowers. I think if they go back now, they could steal the water a whole lot easier. Yeah, you would think that, Randy. But the problem is is, uh, when they start getting close to the place where they stole the water, one of those buckethead people sees them coming, and they end up just blowing up the whole plant. That way nobody can get the water. Okay, so this idea right here. This idea has moved its way up to number one on the most stupid things that's happened in this movie. I mean, come on! What are they, a mile, two miles down the road and some goofball with a bucket on his head happens to look out the window and sees a truck coming and goes, Oh no! They're coming back! I better just blow myself up and everybody else here that's been trapped here since the nuclear explosion stupid! Well, you know, it can seem that way, but they see the explosion and they get out of the truck and they're just standing there watching the place burns up, and while that happens, it starts raining, and they can't understand why water is falling out of the sky. Oh, I so do like that rain, boy. Hold, hold on. I'm having to recalculate what you just said. Uh, You know what? Scratch that last thing I just said. This is the stupidest thing that ever happened in this movie. I'm... Guessing it's the first time it's ever rained? Yeah, from, from the way they're reacting, yeah. Okay, Studley, listen. I'm good with using 1,400-year-old equipment. I'm fine with not having a fuel source for these machines. I'm fine with water being the most valuable thing on the planet. But the idea that they have gone this long and it's never rained... Is about as dumb as making a jewel-heist movie in the Congo with intelligent primates. Ah, so, so you've seen that movie, too? Uh, you mean there's a movie about that? Oh, I love me some Congo, boy, with the apes and the monkeys and the jewels and the lasers and phases. That's good stuff, boy. Studley, I'm just gonna tell you right now, this movie... Has ruined our friendship. <laughs> now come on, come on, Aswell. It's it's not that bad, man. So right, let's find out. Let's find out what everybody else. What did you guys think about this movie? It's it's movie. It's it's right. Well, I'm glad you guys liked it because hey, if you enjoy these kind of movies, the whole post-apocalyptic stuff, and you're tired of seeing Mel Gibson getting drugged through the desert, here's your chance to see the lead singer from Loverboy face off against uh, a guy that looks like uh, Richard Mull. Anyways, hope you enjoyed it. Give this movie a chance. I promise you, you're going to laugh. See you later, post-apocalyptic alligator.
1: Red Movie-Rama!